So Andor is uh, probably the best Star Wars show out right now. Definitely. Book of Boba Fett is trash. Um, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan was, was all right. I, I really enjoyed it. I have to agree. Andor, best Star Wars show yet. Yeah, definitely. It feels like a movie, especially like the, the music and how everything's put together. Like that that climax. I think it's the same woman who composed the stuff for Loki. So that's probably Yeah, why. and it's directed by the person who made The Born Identity. It's written, written, written. Oh, he written. Has, he's different. Um, uh, he's a showrunner for it, I believe. Yeah, yeah and dude. Well, he directs a couple episodes. Dan, Dan and Tony Gilroy. Yeah. Literally, I think when it was, I forgot which episode it was, but like it came to the end and, you know, I think it was the fourth episode maybe or the third episode. The third is, uh, the th- first three episodes are his arc of getting off of his uh, origin planet. And then mm-hmm. the second, the, the next three episodes are his first uh, heist, basically. My yeah. bad. It was composed by Nicholas Brattel. Overall. Anyway, overall, it's masterpiece. It feels like a movie. Like like I said, got to episode three or four, and I was like, damn, this literally just feels like the end of a movie. And like a new one had just started up with the, the fifth episode. Um, it's great to see like the empire side of things when it comes to like oh, yeah. the rebellion. Administration. Yeah, administration yeah. and the rebellion and like all, yeah, all of that kind Reliance of stuff. on these corporations. Kind of, yeah, that one dude, I can't remember his name. He was like the main guy who was investigating the, the death. The black of, guy? Or? No, no, the, oh. the white imperial from episode one through three who was like investigating the death of the Did that remind you of killed. Outer Worlds or no? I haven't seen that. You but it was, you, it's, it's it was, a video game. You never uh, played Outer Worlds? No, no. It was, it's Outer cool. Wilds. Outer Wilds. No, Outer, Outer Worlds. Mm-mm. I I know what you're talking about, but I. You think it's I, Outer Wilds? It's Outer Worlds. Maybe, but it was just interesting how like he got punished for essentially doing the right thing, and it's also very interesting that we've finally gotten like Imperials. Who Wait, are, he like, was doing the right thing. His investigating the uh-huh. wrongful, the right thing, like uh-huh. you, like a coworker no, 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 dies no, 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 and no. started investigating the, what the, happened. He did not do the right thing by far in the. The literal superior told him exactly why it wouldn't be good to investigate that. Well, I love that we can have this moral debate because it, it's it's gray what he did. Right? Yeah. Well, it is. Yeah, it's more gray if anything. Yeah. And also, no, it's not. Nah, in no way, shape, or form can you look at what he did as good because the whole point that the commanding officer made was that that he was going to report the crime in their sector to the to the Imperials, right? To the Empire, mm. right? And he was basically saying, like, if you report something like this to them, it gives them more of a reason to come in here and take over, right? And so... And he was entirely right. Exactly. That's exactly so what happened. That's why he what he did was wrong, because in reality, yes, two people died, but again, the commanding officer, again, was like, they were doing things that they weren't supposed to be doing. They were in places they weren't supposed to be. And they probably challenged somebody that they shouldn't have challenged. And it led to their deaths. Right? So, overall, I'm just... The only thing I'm just taking you up on is, like, he was 100% in the wrong for creating the situation, which led to more deaths and led to more problems, which led to the Empire taking over that. Do you, you know, think he he would have been in the right had he quietly investigated it? I think if if he investigated it and Quite, like with no none of the bad shit happened in episodes one to three. If he if he didn't try to if he tried to do more of like an American view of like we're gonna bring you in for questioning and asking you some some things rather than like a show of force we are here to up and you're yeah. coming with us right which inevitably led to you know Andor's problems you know so if it was more like that and they were just like, we're going to look for this man for questioning and bring him in and like, just go talk to him. And you know, they didn't go in guns blazing. It, it could have been completely different. That's, but that's funny that you have that, um, uh, correlation to America as like the, uh, the, the, the police state there. 
um, mm. because the analog that I saw was Black Hawk Down. It's it's a it's a police force that is in unfamiliar territory, in dense streets. It was a, it was a it was a reddish theme and not a, a yellow orangish theme. If it had been a desert planet, that would have had like very different vibes, right? Yeah. Um, it would like like Tatooine, and so I think this has that. This is more Star Wars to me than Obi Wan because it has yep. that leftist common folk street cred, and we're on the side of the rebellion. Yeah. Um, and and there is no one person who was like ultra powerful and endued with magical powers. Um, it's about common people, and there are their struggle. Yeah, and and there are um, these really beautiful little subtle references to the Force, like in people who have strong feelings and who have instincts about other people and who rely on either hate or fear or um, whatever the light side is. I forget uh, yeah. to 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 guide them. Um, that is, is really beautifully done and, and it's subtle. Um, it's and, overall just yeah, it's really and much, good. Yeah. And it's it's about the 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 people that George Lucas wanted to tell stories about too. And then the second set of episodes, it, it's also it's more leftist street cred. It's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid about people living in the wilds and um, in a hole in the wall esque um, bandit camp, talking about how they're best going to go about the revolution. Um, and trying to overcome their difficulties between each other oh, yeah. for the greater good. Yeah, and just overall showcasing the different reasons why everybody hates the Empire, which is also like signaling back to the earlier episodes that now that the Empire is occupying where he was living, it's going to create a rebellion. Yeah, yeah you yeah. mentioned earlier um, how you were against the Keystone Pipeline, but the uh, fourth episode Imperial officer who was helping them take down the Imperials and rob the payroll um, is uh, an analog for that. He looks out over the expanse and sees this beautiful land that they're going to put a web, like some sort of depot or... It was um, the um, airbase. Air, they're yeah. going to put an airbase in mm-hmm. and it's it's this beautiful, pristine land where all of the natives have been extricated from um, and that is his that is his problem with the yeah. empire right is that they come they take they destroy mm-hmm. they do all kinds of stuff like that um for the um industrial complex that they serve yeah and overall dude i'm i really wish the sixth episode had come out like sooner because i just wanted to see what's going to go wrong and i can you can already tell by the way they're setting it up that Some, something like, is, like everything something's going to go wrong. go wrong i believe that mm-hmm. that kid is going to die oh yeah the um you know the one the skinny one, mm-hmm. who nobody really. The thinks. idealistic one. Yeah, yeah. he's a smart guy. I feel like he's gonna die, and uh, a whole. Most of them are gonna. Obviously, Andor lives. Um, but I think most <laughs> of them are gonna die. I mean, he dies. In, <laughs> he dies in Rogue One. Sorry if I spoiled that for you. No, I'm good. Oh, you I haven't seen it. Rogue One? No, I I got it. Oh, okay. okay. I, was, I didn't want to. I don't want to. If I, yeah. I I thought for a second you might not have, and I was like, ooh, my bad. Um, but no, this this series is definitely. A masterpiece, and I think that what what we're gonna see here is like a split season kind of thing, where um, I feel like they're gonna finish the arc of what they've been building to with uh, the, uh, you know, taking the payroll from this, you know, uh, barracks. Which is another, again, it's Bush Cassidy. It's it's an old uh, uh, Western, yeah, uh, robber trope. Yeah, stealing from the uh, the wagons and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, and so I think that we're gonna finish this. And then the next six episodes are going to be him doing something completely different, learning about, you know, 
um, becoming a spy and him actually getting more ingrained into what made him what we saw in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that six episode six is going to be, like I said, finishing the arc, and then we're going to go from there, and it's going to be a lot, lot, way better. So I'm really interested to see mm-hmm. how this plays out. I tend to agree, because I know it's been basically greenlit for three seasons in total, so I don't think he'll actually fully get to the rebellion. So it's going to be a trilogy. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. It's gonna, I don't you think don't think he's going to get through the rebellion? Like, I don't think he'll get to the, re- the rebellion, like, fully. I don't think he even knows the rebellion exists in the w- in the form in which it does by the time of the original trilogy. But this is the creation of the rebellion. Exactly. Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From, and, from a bunch of disparate Syrian uh, separatist group-esque right. type groups. Yeah. All under different names to, like, one banner. Yeah. So, wait, is would you do you think that all the little because remember the commander was looking at it like these are all too random to be random? Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think these are all orchestrated or they're actually just oh, random? No, that's, yeah, that's, like, that's their, yeah, that's what that's happened their... in uh, Rebels in the first few seasons of Star Wars Rebels. No, like the like the Ghost Squad didn't really know about other squads like that existing. All they knew was that Hera was in contact with the uh, Fulcrum, who was Ahsoka. Oh, Ahsoka so they're all linking all the That's decisions. what, yeah, that, because uh, from what you were saying, I thought you were like, they don't know each other. It is random. That's why I was kind of confused. But overall, I mean, Andor, great series. Want to see more. Better than uh, Obi-Wan. Better than Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. The only gripe Bad I have. Batch. Only gripe I have is when they freaking destroy the immersion with Normal things we AKs. see. Yeah, like why are there AKs? You're doing a Halo. You're pulling a Halo. Are there? Are there? I didn't notice AKs. You didn't notice AKs? They were literally I, AK-47s that they kind of changed a little bit to make them look futuristic. I mean, That's there are other Remember, Star Wars guns camp. that are like that, but they they put in more effort in trying to make them. That's look my point. Is yeah. like they could have like. But I think the reference is really intentional there because they're supposed to be rebel groups uh, referencing real world. I get rebel that, groups. but also it's Star Wars. I don't. It's also be, like. Yeah. This is a place much. where there's like light speed, like spaceships, aliens, all, and you're just an AK-47. Like I get it. If they, if they, did, did you notice that the um the the place they're gonna rob the payroll from looks like uh, some sort of uh, German engineering project, the dam. Every, it, it's it's all in these like nice military green colors, and they're wearing like pseudo Nazi uniforms. Yeah. And, there's like some moss over it. It looks like some sort of like naval base or well, that, well, mean, the Empire was kind you know, of inspired like by some Nazis. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Darth Vader's design. That's different because that's an established thing. It, but but it's, just having yeah. just a straight AK with like the mag changed a little bit or whatever. No, the, like, that that's one of the things is like it's not it's gun, not enough. They didn't they didn't make any like visual modifications to the gun. Are you, is what you're like, uncomfortable with the like reference I mean, to? Our like society, real world, yeah. yeah. Especially when, no, like, when, just, when he was on the ship, version. Like when he was on the ship, and um, you know he had that blaster burn, and he's going through like ammo cans, like ammo cans in today's times, ammo uh-huh. cans, and it's like a direct. Oh, I, link. I, I love that. I think that brings back what Star Wars is 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 really about at the end of the day. Nah, nah. like especially like in in Book of Boba Fett when you see a wheelbarrow in a place where everything hovers, it's like. Why is that there? Why is that there? That doesn't make uh-huh. any sense. Um, I, think I, think I think it was it, intentional. And you'd have no, to I, it's for sure an intentional thing, but it's more reasons. of a thing of being like, I know what's better for Star Wars and being like, this is what Star Wars has traditionally, traditionally done and set up. But I think and if I do it future. this way, it'll be better. And it's like, no, not... Like, I get where you're going, but... And I appreciate the effort, but... No, it's it's 
sort of better in the it's better for everyone if you try to keep that immersion keep it sort of within its own politics because there's already enough thematic things that people can tie to it being well, it's, related it's to it's that uh, escapism that Star Wars uh, appeals to mm-hmm. that undermines its power uh, because we're we're asking for it to speak to us gently and not and and hold our hand and uh, not tell it like it is um Star Wars is is there not to uh cater to our inner desires but to show them and how we are like the Empire. Star Wars right. is there to tell a story, and it's for kids. I don't know. Like I, get I wouldn't say it's for, it's it's for, it's for everybody. Uh, take that up with George Lucas and Dave Filoni, then. I mean, it, it's for everybody. It's and for I would everyone, take it up with, but it's with targeted at kids because, right? Kids it's it's about the, the the the. Then take that up with Filoni and Lucas. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's about the the Vietnamese and their struggle against America. I mean, that's one aspect of it, but it's Lucas also, also Nazis and it's the Nazis. Lucas took World War II footage and even had some like X wing fights mm-hmm. sort of model those flights. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah, all definitely. sort of imperialistic forces mm-hmm. throughout the entire world. It's not just mm-hmm. any one particular thing. Yeah, and, and and I think it really, you know, we need that reminder that we are the imperialistic force. Yeah, we can get that through thematic things. I don't need to see a f- AK in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. it's too, yeah, that's, that's it's too on the nose. Like, you didn't even try type things. Like, uh, you know, like a lot of the other guns were, they're real guns that they literally modified to look completely different. You're like, oh, that's like a futuristic style thing mm-hmm. like the, those are like you can say without a doubt that's an AK-47 you can say that's an ammo can and it just takes away from like the whole thing of hmm. like I didn't notice version. that at all that's interesting I did I pay attention especially me and my mom I watched this with my mom and whenever people mention numbers we're very specific about if they stick to them like hmm. when, he, when he was like oh how many people are you <laughs> me and my 12 mom, to we 14 were, we, we started counting we started counting mm-hmm. all the like when he first got to camp. I love that because he he didn't um, uh, or are, are we talking about different numbers? He might be. I, I'm talking yeah. about the, the the all the rebels mm-hmm. that he meets mm-hmm. up with, and so she was specifically saying how many there were. Yeah, and, and there's and like, there's five and then an extra one, right? Something like that. So there's seven. There's seven. And so when we like we're looking at it, we're like we started counting because we're like they better not f- the numbers here. Oh, I, I thought in, in testament to the detail, the the other interesting number was um, the. Uh, the security guy uh, who's chasing them is asked, like, how many of you are there? And he says, 12, no, 14. And it was because he is counting the people below him, but yeah. not the ranking officers. The other, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not counting them among... He, he's not counting himself and the ranking officer among the men in yeah. his control, which was this little... It's a subtle, subtle detail that detail. I loved. Yeah. yeah. Really, really, really well placed. It's really good. My thing is, who do you think he's related to? What? The uncle. Yeah, yeah. Who is his uncle? Who do you no think? Clue. What What are you talking about? His because, mother when he goes home or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. his uncle is is getting. Him. I don't. I don't, I, I, I really have a feeling that. that it's going to have to do with one of the Imperials. We Director mm-hmm. Krennic. No, I'm just I feel like that's why because because he the, uh, the the female Imperial uh, security officer and and or are on a, some sort of collision course long term, right? Oh, but that, yeah. That's my point. Is yeah. I feel like. He, yes, he's obsessed with Andor, and now he has and this, he, like, he, he needs some sort of root back in. Yeah, um, and that's why I think he's going to become an Imperial, or he knows someone who's an Imperial. And yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, who do you think he's related to? Because... Because uh, yeah. it's always going to be... It's always going to bring... Yeah. Come full circle. So yeah. I'm interested yeah, to see. Interesting. That's an interesting note. Why do you guys think this is the... Uh, I, I don't know if it's their least performing show but it's it has been performing as well as like obi-wan and book of boba fett and mandalorian it hasn't or it has has not it has not that's really sad to hear yeah it's, because it's, it's definitely better 
it's simply due to the advertising and who the main character is. Right? I tend to agree. They know that people are attracted by nostalgia and um, familiarity. Mm -hmm. So they knew that Obi-Wan could be a safe bet, but this is a much more risky bet. Along with Boba Fett. Well, and, yeah, because um, you, you had two characters that were, you know, known in the universe. And, and that people all we know about of. this character is that he dies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, in a movie. There was not a lot about him in Rogue One. And, yeah. his, and his performance in Rogue One was more of like a supplemental character, like yeah. helping the, the main character. So it wasn't like, I need to see Andor. But like, honestly. Uh, no, I really need if, to see Andor. If, whether you're listening to this or you're watching on TikTok or YouTube or whatever, go watch Andor. It is probably one of the best Star Wars TV series out and rivals some of the god awful movies that have been created. So yeah, like the uh, sequel uh, trilogy. In terms of like what I've seen from Disney, it's my favorite Disney property in the last like 15, 20 years. Yeah, I definitely say that. What? Not Werewolf by Night. I mean, I enjoyed that. I was I really surprised. Lot, yeah. And when you said that, I was. You said we should watch it. I was totally not into it. Oh, it I, nice, I. It was a nice time. Reason why I was I, I was super into it is because uh, uh, Michael Giacchino, the guy who direct like this is all from him he mm-hmm. went to marvel he pitched it uh he's never he's directed like a couple of youtube videos that he's made on his own but mm-hmm. he's primarily score a scorer hmm. but i was i was like i am willing to bet like his work ethic from scoring is going to translate over it felt like an indie fight film oh yeah like bruce lee yeah 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 a hundred percent uh he scored all the spider-man movies mm. the mcu ones he co-wrote thor love and thunder the Batman theme, Incredibles, Ratatouille, Up. It's in black and white. Yeah, but there's it's a gory. there's a film it's burn. Way more gory than Doctor too. Strange too. Hmm. Like, who's hmm. in it? Werewolf. No by one night. you know. Huh? No one you know. I know. Moon Knight, Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night. That's, uh, that's Moon Knight's not in it yet. No. It's about he's about gonna show up long. Though, right? It's only a fifty-five minute special. Oh, so it's not like a series. No, no, no. no it's no. it's uh, it's very it's much a like a one room esque type of like very conservative, almost stage play type stuff. It's, a, it's the know. whole thing was made as like a tribute to like the old uh, Universal monsters. And stuff yeah, like I, that. I used to be a big fan of Abbott and Costello, and I got those vibes from it as well. And it was, uh, it was, it's. I dare to say it's probably the best project from this whole phase, which is from everything we've seen now, stretching all the way back to like black widow i think and it didn't need yeah. any of the trappings that all of the other properties have where no it, that's it, the benefit it doesn't of it need being to special yeah it, it's it's standalone um it experiments with a few things and tries its best to entertain you with a few simple tricks and it executes really well yeah there were a few weird things about it about the visuals there was a shot where uh the werewolf transformation is projected onto a woman who's who's watching it mm-hmm. in the cage um, oh, but, Elsa. Yeah, they projected the werewolf transformation in um, uh, in a strobe effect onto the wall behind her, but they didn't change the light on her. So she's ostensibly in the werewolf shadow, but the light doesn't the light doesn't change. Um, it was it was a really weird shot. There was another one where it's a fight scene where they're pushing uh, along this hallway. And oh, the one shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and there's a door slowly closing at the end of it, and blood comes across the screen, um, and uh, that that really took me out of it. Because, really? Yeah, because it it takes uh, like if blood hit your eye, it would completely inundate your entire eye. Right. Uh, that drop would be so huge, um, so it separates your eye um, from the screen itself and the view that you're looking through. 
um, to be a glass wall, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then you can't you can't tell what's going on, right? Man. And then it, and then there was that guy at the end of the hallway who could have just ducked out, and it was hard to tell if he was actually moving towards the hallway or what his plan was. So mm -hmm. he was really just staying there so he could be eaten um, by the monster. As you can tell, it's very gruesome. I'll watch it. I I'll, mean, if I'll, you want to see someone get their throat cut open, you, you, you get to see that. can be more gory than time. Game of Thrones. It's, most, it's, it's mostly set pieces. Yeah. I also saw Hellraiser, and I'm a big Hellraiser fan, and that is also mostly, mostly set, set pieces. pieces. Um, I, I haven't seen in, it. In, in contrast to The Patient, which I hope I turned you on to. Yes, I saw the first episode. The Patient was uh, intense. What it, is The Patient? It's it's a one room uh, uh, talking uh, dialogue between Steve Carell and I don't remember the other actor. The name. redhead from uh, The Force Awakens. Um, oh, huh. It is. Yeah, and and uh, pull up his name for me. Don Hell. Donald Gleason. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 between Steve Carell and, and Dom Hall Gleason, this conversation, and Dom Hall Gleason's character has kidnapped Steve Carell um, in order to provide therapy because Dom Hall Gleason's character is a serial killer who wants to stop killing people. Um, and for this, Steve Carell actually um, donned leg irons and uh, locked himself to the set um, whenever he was filming um, to get that impression of restriction and it informs everything about his movements um it's it's a in contrast to like the the extravagance of andor um this is like almost entirely on one set and it's almost entirely between them talking um it, it's brilliant too uh I'll, I'll give it a, i'll give it a look just remind me about it because i don't know man it's uh it's a good doesn't seem, watch, doesn't seem like I want to... How long is it? It's a, it's a bunch of half-hour episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes many, like as low as like 25 minutes. And like sometimes how, how many like, episodes? I think it's going to be like, uh, I don't know, maybe 13. Eight? 13. I, I, hope, eight. I hope it's more. Right now it's at 7. Oh, okay. okay. We'll see. Did you guys see uh, you know, Black Adams making its appearance? And uh, Speaking of, The Rock kind of saved DC. He had not saved. Yeah, let's be clear. Uh, no, 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 no. No, wait. I have to explain this. So, one, it seems like Black Adam is tracking to make a decent amount of money, and WB desperately needs it. Two, they were gonna just completely abandon Superman, and he it, he is pretty much responsible for them bringing him back in. And now they're really adding. Well, they him have in. the same agent. They do, and it's fucking. It's Superman is like the gold standard for superheroes, and. WB like being like but WB making the decision to wanting to just like kind of abandon him is not good. I mean obviously you can't that's like the main character of everything. He's the biggest character. He is the like the gold. Yeah, imagine yeah. like imagine the MCU with no Iron Man. That'd be like crazy. Exactly. Or no like Captain America. You can't do that. So overall, I mean, I think that, you know, he's going to be a play a big role in getting fans back to DC, but if they continue down this dog road of like making bullshit and oh, no, everybody I'm, I'm, doing their own thing then it's still gonna die no he's been very uh uh he is very very much invested in making shit stick together like going forward him and superman will sort of be the glue for the dceu 
and Superman's going to be showing up and be mentioning a lot more things as well as Black Adam because Amanda Waller is in this and that sort of connects it with the Suicide Squad and, and the others. TV series. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... and then he's going to be his own free agent, which is understandably someone who is as strong as Superman, who doesn't listen to anybody and isn't necessarily a hero or a villain. Superman can still beat him up. No, he is still a threat. Superman is not impervious to magic. Magic can harm him. Like, if he gets in a fight with a magician and the magician is very skilled, he could be very bad. So if someone is a magic power Superman, person, he, he could. He doesn't have kryptonite. What's it doesn't the... matter. He Like, Superman is not impervious to magic. Like, Shazam and Superman have fought before, and it's been, like, an even match. Hmm. And Black Adam is the equivalent of a Shazam. So that's the origin of his powers, sort of magic. Yeah, he was, a, he was one of the candidates. In the comics, he was, like, a candidate for Shazam, the powers of Shazam, and then he went rogue. They're here. They're changing it to where it was his son, and they lived in a very fucked society. And his son sacrificed himself and gave the powers to his dad. And his dad, being sort of an evil—not evil, but a vindictive dude—yeah, he was very jaded. Is like all of you people. I'm just gonna—I'll do the good thing, but all the people who did bad stuff, I'm also gonna murder you. So he's more of an anti-hero than a hero. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not—don't expect like a super complex plot from Black Adam, but the action is uh, very good. I can say that part for sure. Are you guys Death Note fans? Death Note? I have not watched it yet. No. Oh, uh, it's another, you know, serial. Have you? Assassin's oh, yeah, Classic. Definitely. It's a classic, classic anime, right? Have you not, why haven't you seen uh, Attack on Titan? Why haven't you seen I've, I've seen I've seen Attack on Titan. I didn't really like it. Oh, it was yeah. written by the same guy. Oh, well, yeah, maybe I should. Give yeah, it. people tell me I should give it another chance. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, anyways, that that hero right now is really popular. That um, person who takes matters into his own yeah, hands yeah. and and kills the baddies and doesn't take uh, no apologies or, you know, uh, yeah. Why do you think that's? Why do you think Black Adam is uh, uh, popular? Oh, for that exact reason. Yeah, I think I, I'm very curious because The Rock is not gonna let. He's not going to let things just sort of fall apart either. And it, Is he going to fight Superman? Oh, 100%. No. Not, in this, not in this movie? No, no, but Superman will show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is solely, almost entirely because The Rock was like made it happen. And he's going to show up in other things, which is good. And yeah. also, he got him another solo film, which is now in development, early development. Well, let's not give credit of, to The Rock for everything. No, no, you doing. don't understand. Like, it literally... they. The, the two sides were not going to come together at all without The Rock. Like, if, okay. if it wasn't for okay. him, but nothing would have happened. I'm talking about, like, Henry, Henry Cavill's uh, career. I wouldn't... No, no, I'm saying him being brought back. The oh, Henry but you were saying, like, up. oh, he got, like, this other thing because of The Rock. I wouldn't... Henry, Henry... Su- him getting Superman Project and showing up in other things in last-minute reshoots over the past couple of weeks and being in Black Adam is all because of The Rock. So him getting a job elsewhere doesn't have anything to do with his agent that happens to be the Rock's agent. The, if it wasn't for the Rock's insistence on this stuff, it wouldn't have happened a hundred percent. Because Henry Cavill has proposed this stuff to WB many times, and nothing happened. Is he talented? A hundred percent. Is he a hard worker? A hundred percent. But without the Rock, they were going to replace him with uh, what's her name, Sasha Cow, and she would have been like Supergirl as like in place of Superman, who just like disappeared because of multiverse stuff in the Flash. Like this was not their DC plan. Is f- that's all I gotta say. I mean, it was, but now it's Still much is. better. Yeah, it place. seems like they're at the at the um, the feet of various talents that come in and dictate things, and then come out, and there's no like broad plan. No, there's not. I mean, The Rock is there, so there's sort of some sort of plan because I'm sure he wants himself to be like a big threat, and rightfully so. Someone with that power would be, but other than that, past that, who knows what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. They need a they need a studio head. 
DC needs to be separated in the same sense of <coughs> Marvel is from Disney. That's, and they need their own studio head. So I keep saying, DC still, like, let's see what happens out of this. But I'm not going to be like, he saved DC. Because they still got a lot they need to get together. Which is why I'm so glad Bernthal's back. Yeah. Because he is very political, doesn't care. And they kind of were is just Is he a like, Republican? No, but he's very pro-cop and pro-gun. But the thing that well, some of the things that saves him is that there's a um, people from people from being like he's a bigot is him. He took a picture a while ago with a fan, and the fan was trans, and he's sit- standing next to them holding a trans flag. So people can't throw out the bigot. People can't assume he's a bigot because yeah. he's very clearly not. You I mean, can tell just, by that. He's just by he, listening he's to Italian him. or whatever, so you know he looks white. So obviously they're gonna you know give him the he's racist if he doesn't support us or has different ideas. Yeah, yeah. But you know. Speaking of actors coming back, uh, another person who is going to be coming back to the MCU is your favorite. My second favorite, Punisher. I don't know why it's your second favorite, because John Bernthal is probably one of the best actors. Oh, no, for sure, but uh, Daredevil is just better than Punisher. He's just simply not. I mean, the Punisher is just by far, like, one of the best characters in the MCU. Um, Who came back first, Daredevil or Punisher? It doesn't matter. It definitely does matter. Yeah, but because the the whole arc that they're trying to get at, um, they have a bunch of you know Street Fighter, uh, you know street heroes and heroes, you know stuff like that, and um, Daredevil works because they were bringing in She Hulk and she's a lawyer and Daredevil's a lawyer, so like obviously it made sense for the story for them to. You could totally have a story. It, uh, that's not. I an mean, excuse. they could have brought Punisher back into they Hawkeye. I mean, there's all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they, they could have brought uh, Jessica but, Jones into She-Hulk too, because Jessica's a private. But you also have to understand that you know Punisher is significantly more gory than all the shows there. That doesn't which mean is probably, anything. It does mean something. Nope, because that Halloween. Did you watch the Halloween special? I did not. Someone, man, thing picks up a woman, burns her alive, no, 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 no. and throws her into her dead husband's casket. Okay, but Ra- gory and rated R is not an no, issue no, no, for no, Marvel but, but anymore. The, the point is, is that. You know, when you have someone like Hawkeye, when you have someone like Hulk or, mm-hmm. you know, established characters that haven't been, you know, gory, ripping people's heads off, killing people, all kinds of stuff. You know, you're not going to pitch Hawkeye and Punisher together because when you know about Pun- what you know about Punisher is he's going to be that I'm going to rip your head off. I'm going to kill you like I'm going to be the antihero that's going to, you know, do a lot of f- to you. So then why is Daredevil and She-Hulk if he is constantly beating the f- did I say Daredevil? No, 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 you didn't. But I'm saying then why Daredevil, who is a rated R character, a rated M character, whose new show is going to be rated TVMA, why is he in She-Hulk and Spider-Man No Way Home if he's well, not? Well, they, they can tone him down. And also the thing is, you know. You can totally tone down the Punisher. No, no, but the thing is with Spider-Man No Way Home, it's like a, a simple cameo. Yeah, that's, like, that's so that's not even on the table for conversation. Um, when it comes to She-Hulk, it's also a very lighthearted show where they can easily like not show aspects of him that would be more true to his nature and his show. You can do that with Punisher too. Just don't, if he's killing but the someone, thing is, don't show Punisher like is, there's, it's not like crazy gore. It's not crazy, like stuff like that, but there's a lot of blood. There's yeah. a lot of like faces. So there was and, a lot of blood in Daredevil too and they managed yeah. to pull it off in She-Hulk. I'm talking about like Punisher though, like people bleeding out on the floor, females getting equal rights, equal fights, you know, they're not going to throw, they're not going to do that in She-Hulk. They're not going to equal rights, equal fights in a, show promoting a, a woman super character you know they're not going to do that they're not going to show punisher beating up she-hulk i mean you did know. you see the most recent episode of she-hulk i did not daredevil beats the of a woman really no <laughs> wow. i was like well damn put me back no he quick. does have like a hallway scene where he like is beating the f- out of like 25 people or whatever or throughout the whole episode but uh it's not um it's not gory it's not 
No, it's brutal. There, it's brutal, but not gory. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, overall, I think you know, Punisher. Um, it, he's a really good character, and a lot of people like him. But obviously, Daredevil was you know the first show, and it had a lot you know a bigger audience, which is why they probably brought it back first. Because yeah, he's better. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say he's better. I think you know Punisher and Daredevil are in their own right great characters. Um, I definitely would say Punisher's better than Hawkeye. I definitely would say Punisher's better than a lot of these MCU characters that we've seen over the the years. Um, You know, I wouldn't say that every single, you know, audience is, you know, every single season. I know there's only a few, but um, I wouldn't say everyone is the best and whatever. But there's so much from John Bernthal that he can do in his acting. And I just want to see more of that. Um, I'm not really care. I don't really care about uh, Mr. Blind Boy. And uh, what he's trying to do, he's not really my favorite character. He's just kind of like thrown in the mix as like someone else, you know, that's uh, been seen before. And, you know, I just like the Punisher story, his family and, you know, what led him to be, you know, a, basically a superhero. But he's more grounded because he's not relying on his powers. He's more like a vigilante, like just exactly. He's, he's he doesn't like have superpowers. Vigilante. He doesn't have anything like that, which to me is like very interesting to see. It's the same thing we saw like with Andor, which is, you know, we have a character who doesn't have any powers except, you know, he can lie. He, he can steal. He's deceitful. He's very he's, streetwise. Exactly. Street and smart. that, that series Andor is probably like one of the best, uh, Matt, like one of the best cinematic masterpieces that Star Wars has ever, you know, created in the sense of, you know, TV definitely shows. Definitely under Disney, yeah. Yeah, you know, as a TV show, I'm not going to say like uh, comparing it to any movies, but even then, I think that you know this storyline for Andor has a better storyline than some of the Kathleen Kennedy, you know, movies and stuff, and like where it's going and how it's going to set up, you know, the the Star Wars universe and things that we didn't get to see. So it's just like one of those things, you know, Daredevil. He's cool and all. I just I don't really like his character in the sense of like it doesn't resonate with me it's not something i really care about he's just another one of the the mini and you know the punisher you know i think you should give another shot because you haven't seen it in a long time i haven't but it's that thing of like it it didn't keep me interested before and i don't think it will now i think you're Um, much older and you will have more time for it i mean slower storytelling i i would i would rather see more moon knight and punisher than i would want to see daredevil um, I think nah, just even just try it out one time. Just overall, like I just his character, I just don't like his character. Like you know, like Justice is blind and what? What about it was it that you didn't like? It's blind. <laughs> Felt like it's like Morbius. I mean, I haven't seen Morbius, but he's like I'm thinking of a damn bat and like all the things. You know, I know he's legally blind, so technically can can still see and whatever. And just overall, the whole character, I didn't really care for like the legality stuff and. Him being blind and, you know, him being blind. Jesus, okay, all right, whatever. Yeah. Um, but um, Punisher is going to be showing up in two projects. One which is going to be coming out, I believe, the first half of next year called Echo, where he's going to be, Daredevil is essentially looking for an old ally and he's going to come across Punisher. Yeah. So it's going to be more of closer to a cameo and then he will be reoccurring in I think he will be a reoccurring. Well, I'm not going to say that quite yet because they're not finished writing it. Um, I think, and then he'll be showing up again in you know the Daredevil: Born Again TV show, which is going to be uh, six, three six arc episodes, so 18 episodes in total, which sounds like it'll be an 18 hour show rather than nine hours of 18 30 minute episodes or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not. I, I'm just not interested in. I mean, Daredevil. you would watch Daredevil Born Again to see Punisher. I mean, I'll watch it, but I, I'm not 
like like I'll go into everything with like an open mind. Because again, with Andor, I really thought like from the way everyone was pitching it, I was like, "This is probably gonna be trash." Oh yeah, you, I be... remember all the way up until that first trailer. You're like, "I'm not gonna fucking watch." Yeah, I was like, time. "This is probably gonna be ass, just like Book of Boba Fett, and it's gonna be lackluster, like Obi Wan." And you know, it really surprised me. So you know, I'm not gonna say like you know, just because I don't like Daredevil, you know, it's I'm still gonna watch the show. I'm just gonna right. give my own opinion on it. Um, it's the same thing. Like I don't really care about Captain Marvel. I don't really care about you know. She-Hulk, I don't really care about, um, what is it, Hawkeye, I don't really care. Like, some of these characters, I'm kind of like, I could do without. I don't need to see a series, I don't need to see a movie, um, because they don't resonate with me, they're not as interesting, it's kind of kiddy. like, st- there's all kinds of reasons why. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, I'll, I'll give it a shot, I'll give it a, a go-ahead and I'll, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to make any promises that, you know, I'm going to like it. Because, again, I still want to see more of John Bernthal's acting. He's just such a good actor. Yeah, I think almost every role he's had has underutilized him, except for maybe Punisher. I and wouldn't even I say Even in Fury, yeah. he was, like, such a good, yeah. you know, like, supporting, supporting role to Brad Pitt, you know. And he's in so many movies that, you know, movies and TV shows that I've seen, and he's just – I personally think he's a great actor, you know. Maybe – you know, I, I I haven't seen every single thing he's done. I can't say he's like the greatest of all time. Not greatest of all time, but up there with the greatest of all time. But I definitely like he's one of my favorite actors, I can say. Do you think his uh, podcast will have to end? Because, you know, Disney tends to not want to hire people who are quote unquote problematic. I don't think so. I mean, his podcast is like, it's really good, man. It's, it's yeah. something that people want to see, um, especially the Shia LaBeouf episode was like really deep and um, there's so many things that I learned about John Bernthal from like the Joey Diaz, uh, podcast and all kinds of stuff. And it just, it shows like what people go through in life and that, you know, he's showing more and more people that, you know, these people who are in the industry go through real life things and they have their own issues and all kinds of stuff. Right, so right. he's getting real perspectives from people that people tend to not hear about or think about. Exactly. Cause again, most, like you said, most of these, uh, you know, studios kind of have like a leash on the people that are working from them. Like you cannot talk about anything political. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. Unless it aligns with their political ideology. Like we saw with, um, what's her face, uh, from star Wars who got canceled. Oh, Gina Carano. Yeah. Where it was like, she just be got into politics and she voiced her opinions and you know what? She got shafted for that. You know what I mean? So it's just like one of those things, um, I don't think they'll do it to John Bernthal because he's such a great actor. I mean, he's already shot his stuff for Echo, I'm pretty sure. So Even then, it's it's one of those things. He has so many projects that he's currently like on TV, movies coming up, shows coming up where it's like, even if they were to like kick him out, it's like, it's too late. He's he's got other projects. He's not like, this isn't the end of his career. He'd have to like be like Nuri Martinez and start talking about black people for you know, his career to end, which even then Neri Martinez, I don't even think her career is going to end because she's a person of color and they're going to downplay the hell out of it. But whatever. How do you, th- do you, how do you think Marvel's going to handle the rated R stuff with him? Oh, I think it'd be fine. I think, you know, if I, I haven't seen Werewolf by night, but if they're, you know, uh, a okay with doing it and they know how to do it, then I think it's not going to be, it's not going to be a hard like transition. You know, uh, if they were trying to like downplay it, it kind of like take away from the characters. Um, one thing I would like to see is Oscar Isaac's character, Moon Knight, get down and dirty like he is in the comics. Orlov by Night is the thing that's like technically not rated R. So I think they'll be, like you said, I think they'll probably be do a really good job with it. But I'm just, uh, I'm really curious on how they're going to upgrade Punisher with the bigger budget. Like Daredevil was upgraded. 
and they probably will with the other Netflix. Characters. I don't think they necessarily need to upgrade the budget for Punisher Beast simply because um, those mo- those those shows are really low budget in the sense of there's not really like magic. They're low effects. budget because they filmed in New York, like legit. Like no, a lot no, of the stuff. E- not for... even that. It's it's the the things that they have to do in the sense of you know no 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 visual I'm, effects. Like, like maybe not for Punisher, but for like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage, the, a lot of the things they wanted to do they couldn't do because one they filmed in New York, which is super f-ing expensive. It's like a thousand a day or some crazy amount, and they literally like they spent a ton of their budget just be just being. I know, on location. but but I'm saying is with Punisher. Daredevil, you have a lot of visual effects. Yeah, like he's like needs he to be has acrobatic. his superpowers yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Whereas Punisher, I mean, there's a lot of real world things they can do for showing blood and mm-hmm. like very little visual effects that they really have to do so it's by and large like a cheaper show as opposed to daredevil and hawkeye and all kinds of stuff where there's all kinds of little things they have to do whereas he's just shooting and killing people 